Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 12 parsecs or less or your pizza is free. And this is Unfeatured Articles. Star Wars, unfeatured Star Wars, here comes the Star Wars, unfeatured articles. What do you think, guys? What do thank you, think? you, thank you, James. He was burst it? into the room with a loaded gun and Did said, this is good? what I'm doing this week, you can't stop yes. me. Was- Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special episode of Unfeatured Articles. Uh, this episode, I believe, is coming out on May the 8th, so that means four days ago, it was May the 4th be with you. Ayo. International Star Wars Day. My personal favourite holiday. How about you, boys? Uh, James and Riley, who I will now introduce. <laughs> I prefer Holy Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I'm wholesome. Big, uh, big Pancake Wednesday fan. Is, pancake it, is it Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, Pancake Wednesday. We'll have day. to agree to disagree. Tuesday, actually, I think. I don't know. Pancake Tuesday? Yeah, I don't know. Me I forgot. I went to... Uh, it's Tuesday. Okay, I'm getting a nod. Oh, that's it's, the one, it's one before Lent, isn't it? That's... Yeah. yeah. It's right. one of those days. I like the one with the pancakes. The one where you eat pancakes. Yeah. In pancakes today. But now we're talking about Star Wars. Star oh, Wars sorry. Day. Sorry, where you asked were about we? the pancakes. I need to go back to the pancakes. What yeah. kind of pancakes? Um, whatever you like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm loving the energy yeah. in the room this week. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun episode. Let's talk about Star Wars. Well, yeah, guys. Uh welcome as I said, welcome to Unfeatured Articles. Um, the show where every week we dive into the um website wikipedia and find some weird wacky and just really in-depth articles and uh talk about them have some banter this week however mm. um we're gonna dive into wikipedia oh which is the uh the star wars specific wikia on the internet and that's got literally everything involving star wars you could ever hope to find and we're gonna find some fun articles we've all got articles haven't we we all do have sure excited do. about your articles boys oh yeah yeah, boy. Oh, boy. Got myself a Pancake Tuesday article. I'm ready, I'm ready for it. In they space. do have that in space. Space um, Pancake Tuesday. No. Uh, <laughs> dear, 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 dear. All right. This is a very serious episode, guys. Of course. Star Wars is my favorite thing. Yes. Holds a very special place in my heart. The well, first movie I ever watched was A New Hope. Hmm. Seriously? That's actually serious, yes. Jesus. Yeah. Ooh. How old How were old? you? Yeah. I was like four, know. I think. Damn. Well, I remember watching. The first, I probably watched like... The play school extravaganza or whatever was yeah, on at the yeah, time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I do, the first movie I ever remember watching was Star Wars A New Hope. Hectic. Nice. What was your first movie? Yeah. First movie I ever saw. Ooh, I know I fell asleep during the Rugrats movie, I've been told. Fair. Classic film. Um, so Which one? Rugrats in Paris or the one when they get lost in the jungle? The lost in the jungle yeah, one. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, a better movie than Star Wars, arguably. I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Those originals were just garbage. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Riley, your first movie. My first, I, yeah, I don't know if it is, I don't know if this is the first movie I've ever watched, but mm. the first movie I was ever obsessed with was The Lion King. 
Yes. I had um I had a chest infection yeah. when I was two and like couldn't sleep. Um, because I would drown or something. Yeah, um, out. Um, and I would just sit up and watch The Lion King. And at the age of two, I knew every word. Amazing, of the Lion insane. King. <laughs> yeah, that's my crowning achievement. It's and I peaked way too early. Yeah, right. it is. <laughs> it is a fantastic film. Mm. Oh. That's probably. I think that's like the second film I saw. I, I, I was a double feature. I saw a new yeah. film. <laughs> and I saw Lion King. <laughs> King. One, back to back. one of those ones at well, the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lion King Two is an interesting film. Uh, with um, well, yeah, with, with Simba's, uh, Simba's daughter and daughter. Scar's yeah. son, and I don't mind it. Yeah, that's a good one. It's got um, the the, the, the boy line is very sexy. He's very boy, sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Tumblr, yeah. dude. They have a whole like thing dedicated to him. Hey, so we talk about some Star Wars? Star no! Wars. Oh, right. cool. Yeah. Just fun fact though. Mm. Uh, that's my favorite movie with a father voiced by James L. Jones. Am I talking about Star Wars or am I talking about The Lion King? Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Definitely The Lion King. Yeah. Nah, definitely Star Wars. Um, another happy accident. And the reason that we're doing this episode is because two days from now, the day that this episode drops, mm. the uh, 10th of May is when our comedy group, The Good Time Boys, we're doing a show. Yeah, we are. We're doing a show. We're doing the Good Time Boys, a Star Wars story, as it happens. Wow. Oh, I don't know. Um, we have no original ideas. We have no, literally none. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to do it. Copyright infringement abound. Who, who cares about it? We're mm. just doing it. This could be fun. So come along to the Daily Planet Cafe. That's there in Fortitude Valley. Uh, it's near Prohibition. Uh, I don't know the address. <laughs> so oh, just, it's two two eight Wickham Street. That's the one. There, there it is. We're, we're it also is. on on the uh, the eleventh and the fourteenth as well. Yeah. So the tenth, eleventh, and fourteenth of May, we'll be playing at the Daily Planet from six thirty p.m. It's part of Anywhere Theatre Festival. Yeah. Theatre anywhere. I'm told. Whoa. Whoa. Even Whoa. in space. Sometimes. Should we get stuck into it, boys? Sure. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> All right. What you did? Yeah. Kick us off. I will. Please. You can't stop me. <laughs> My laptop's been slow. Oh, good. <laughs> we ah, can stop we you. We can't stop you. Your laptop, laptop will. can. Okay, guys, I'm going to start off with a bit of a... I'm not going to go like super into the recesses, although I could... Fun story. At my year 12 formal, mm. I got really drunk at the after party, um, plonked myself down at the campfire at one o'clock in the morning. People were making out like all around me, left, right, and center. Standard. Um, and I just like burst into the history of the Star Wars universe uh-huh. <laughs> um, from about 5,000 years before episode one, The Phantom Menace, till about 1,000 years after Return of the Jedi. So just had to establish yourself solid. as the nerdiest kid as at that literally. But everyone started, stopped and started listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. Like I was, it, it, it felt nerd. like yeah, people were like mid-makeout and then and they, like, like, they literally second. stopped and were like, this is something I'm going to remember forever. <laughs> yeah. Literally, they, t- they don't remember me, but they remember the guy who like talked about Star Wars. Ridiculous. Amazing. Um, and they all died virgins. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, yeah, we are on Wikipedia. Once again, yes. that is the uh, Star Wars-specific wiki. Um, wikia. Um, and just a little bit of history about Wikipedia. Sure. Um, so since Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2015, yeah. um, everything that was kind of not the movies at the time, uh, was titled The Expanded Universe. So all the books, the comics, the video games, they were the Star Wars Expanded Universe, and there was so much stuff. As I said, 5,000 years before, 1,000 years after. There was, yeah. there, was, there was so much detail. And at that In, time, that was all canon. At that time, that was all canon, yeah. um, which was a bit of a problem because there were very varying different levels of like quality. Yes. Some was just absolute <laughs> dog shit. Some, yeah. like... 
Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. Uh, probably one of the best video games Fantastic. of the last 10, um, yeah. 20 years. Oh, yeah. Really good. Um, so, yeah. So now that ever since Lucasfilm bought it, um, everything post-2015 that has been released, all the books, comics, video games, movies, including the original movies of the Star Wars and the TV shows Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars, mm. are now canon. They're the official canon. Everything yeah. pre that, so everything that was the expanding universe, has been rebranded under the title of Legends. So it's not... As long as it doesn't um, clash with anything that has been released post-2015, mm. it is technically canon. But if it does, then like you take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Like it's not official mm. Disney stuff. So um, now the Wik- Wikipedia, anything, um, all the articles have been split into canon and legends. So you can kind of click um, mm. on and it, and it like... Imagine being on staff when like Disney bought it and it's like, all of that is in canon now and you are like the staff of Wikipedia and yeah. you're like, uh, oh. duh, okay, i just... There is literally one guy, I can't remember his name, but there is one guy at um, Lucas Ranch, Skywalker yeah. Ranch, sorry, in America, which is where they like keep the companion and all that stuff. Yeah. He was the guy in charge of the canon. Oh, true. And I, just the day that Oof. came in, he would just be like, oh, fuck. Set fire to himself and <laughs> yeah, everything else. Exactly. But yeah, so that's um, kind of just a little bit about how Wikipedia works. So um, we might talk about some of the canon stuff and then we'll, we might talk about some of the legend stuff as well in, in the one mm. kind of um, topic of the article. And all of it isn't real. All of it's not real. None of it is actually real, folks. So No, it is in my heart, Jen. <laughs> mm. So I'm going to talk about Crossguard lightsabers. Oh, yeah. So, bit of a basic one, but um, there is a lot more in the EU about crossguard lightsabers before it actually came out. Um, Yeah. So, the crossguard lightsaber was an ancient lightsaber design that dated back to the Great Scourge of Malachor. It typically emitted three blades, a primary blade, and two raw power vents known as quillions on either side of the handle. So, it looks more like traditionally, more like a A typical broadsword. Sure. Yep. Most famously wielded by Kylo Ren in the new films. Yes. Ben Solo, Han Solo's son. I'm sorry, guys, you get to hear some spoilers. Yeah, Han we, Solo we, dies in the first film. We probably should have uh, spit that out. There'll probably be spoilers. If you haven't in seen here. The Force Awakens yet, or The Last Jedi. Or The Last Jedi. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. I only saw The Last Jedi like two weeks ago. That's true. Last Jedi <laughs> was a very contentious film. I quite liked it. Not a, a lot of other people didn't. Mm. But hey, what we are you going to do? We won't be spoiling The Last Jedi. We won't we'll, be spoiling The Last we'll Jedi. Spoil, spoil everything else. The Force yeah. Awakens, we yeah. kind of need to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Kylo Ren is the most famous kind of wielder of that. However, these types of lightsabers, they did, um, they were around for quite a while. The other most specific um, kind of way that they were represented in the canon Star Wars media mm. was um, in an episode of Star Wars Rebels, which is um, one of the animated TV shows. Uh, I believe it's on Disney XD. I think so. Um, yeah, so while they're wandering around like this ancient Sith temple, on Malachor, they like see all these like dead kind of Jedi and Sith bodies from this great kind of battle mm. where it mm. happened because and and oh god, I could go so deep. <laughs> Malachor was a planet in the EU, okay, okay, and it was where like the last great battle of the Mandalorian War happened. Sure. Um. So they've kind of taken like the essence of that and rewrote it in a really subtle way. For this, for this kind of episode, and just use it as like a thing, and they've done that a, a couple of times with EU stuff. They've implanted it into the um, into the canon kind sure. of stuff, like uh, making references to making it. references, yeah, yeah but yeah. like never actually saying this. Never is actually happen. like just 
copy pasting stuff from yeah. it, but they've got but they've used it as inspiration. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I believe in the episode, like Ezra picks up this this cross guard lightsaber and turns it on and emits like a green, um, Ooh, dual dope. blade. And it's not as like it's it's you know how most lightsabers they emit quite like a clean yeah, yeah. kind of blade, but Kylo Ren's is all like um, yeah like disrupted it, which because. Is- which is fucking dope. Yeah, it looks really yeah. cool. Oh my god! It's, it's because cool. he's got a cracked crystal. Yeah, that's right. It, yeah, because he didn't. Um, <laughs> Go on. I could literally. Okay, I'm Go gonna for it. it. Go La- for the it. way the lightsabers work and the way that red lightsaber crystals are actually created, mm. uh, they're they're not like all li- lightsaber crystals aren't naturally red. They they're either naturally blue, yep, green, mm. really rarely yellow and purple, and also some. I don't think it's ever happened in canon, but Sometimes orange. Ooh. They, in the EU, they used to be orange crystals. Yeah. But um, the way that you get a red crystal is a Sith or a dark side user has to steal a crystal from somebody mm. and like just pour all their hate and their malice and their dark side energy into the crystal and it becomes corrupted and it turns red. Cool. So to, um, to what effect though, apart from having a red one? Yeah, right. So it, like, like, so it, it strengthens their bonds to the dark side. Okay. And it, oh, okay. it, it, it like, like strengthens like their power. Ritual kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's cool. a whole on, ritual thing. I'm on board. I thought yeah. it was just like an aesthetic thing. An aesthetic thing. thing. No, yeah. it's like a lot of effort. That sounds like a lot of effort. I will say it was literally just when George Lucas originally wrote it, it was just like the bad guys have the red, the good guys have the blue. Yeah. That's literally what it was. Yeah. It only became that two years ago. Really? Yeah. It only, that was only confirmed in um, the second Darth Vader comic that came oh, out nice. in, I think it's called Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. I've heard really uh, good things about that comic the, series. Uh, the, the, Marvel, the new Marvel comics are really, really good. Mm. I would recommend to anybody listening, go have a listen. Anyway, in case you haven't noticed, I know too much about Star Wars. Because mm. um, I've already gone about four tangents. But yeah, <laughs> cross-guard lightsabers. So they're cool. They're quite interesting. When um, the first film, sorry, when the first trailer for The Force Awakens came out, mm. a lot of people were like, that looks ridiculous. Yeah. And the same exact thing happened when the Phantom Menace trailer came out and Darth Maul had his double-bladed double lightsaber. Which was, was like, also sick. Also sick. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, the, the moment when he lights up the second end of his lightsaber in the hangar, yeah. in the hangar on Naboo is yeah. probably Let's all agree. The Phantom Menace, minute by minute, not a great film. Not the best. Darth Maul, one of the most stellar. Stellar like villains. Goddamn stellar. So good. They he should have been. Yeah. He should have. There's a YouTube video series where it's like, yeah, the what, how the pre, if, what if the prequels were good? Yeah. And they, in that, they kind of talk about the ways that like they would have written it and how they could have made it into like a compelling kind of narrative. Yeah. yeah. They make Darth Maul the primary villain. And mm. as opposed to making Anakin the main character, they make Obi-Wan the main character. And it's about Obi-Wan's kind of journey. Yeah. Um, and they have this. Yeah, so Darth Maul and um, Obi-Wan have this massive kind of rivalry, which they do end up having in the animated TV show, The Clone Wars. Yeah. Is that where he comes back as a as like Spider-Man? A spider dude? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's one cool thing about it. It was real weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like he, he somehow survived being cut in half and then like by using the dark side, like he just, he went insane and he built himself like spider legs. It's really cool. Yeah. It was a... The Clone Wars was great. Yeah, it was right? a really good TV show. There's a, there's a boss like that in Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, K- there is. K-Lag. Yeah. <laughs> She's a spider lady. <laughs> Basically that, but with the lightsaber. Yeah. So that's tangent number six. Tangent number um, six. Um, but yeah, so yeah, as I, as I was saying, um, a lot of people thought it was stupid. Like if it was using it as a kind of actual sword, that it would injure the wielder's hand. Sure, yeah. Um, since proven 
objectively just doesn't do that. Mm. Um, I think Stephen Colbert, like when the first trailer came out, did like a 10 minute segment where he was like, this is why it works. Right. Everybody who's saying it doesn't work can <laughs> shut up. This is why it works. And that's why I love Stephen Colbert. Bless that man. Yeah. So that's kind of how it all, it's all in the lead in the uh, canon. Mm. In the legends, there was actually um, a couple of other big examples. Um, yeah, so there was a couple of variations. There was the forked lightsaber. Cool. Uh, the forked lightsaber was a variant with only one smaller blade. So it was it was the normal lightsaber blade and then just jutting out at like kind of a right angle. Oh, and there yeah. would be a fork and with a smaller blade and you can kind of use it like a fencing sword to catch the blade there, twist it and like use it as like a disarming technique or like a injuring the hand. Sort nice. of. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's more of a, it was used for... Um, there are a number of lightsaber forms. Form two is called Makashi. Sure, um, uh, I'll take your word on it. <laughs> I actually have a I actually have a certificate in form three, Sorosu. Okay, uh, so I can wield a lightsaber because I just had no friends in high school. <laughs> um, and yeah, so um, then there was the vented lightsaber. Uh, that's more. That's close to. Um, that's I think that was put into retroactively like um, non-canon things like. The video game Star Wars: The Old Republic, mm. which is an MMO that was released in 2013, but um, is continuing going and continuing to be like updated, sort of like World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they update with new content all the time. And when Force Awakens came out, they put lightsabers in, but because they had to make it like make sense with the story. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they yeah. they are also in the in the legends. Um, and then there was there's the vented dual saber. This was a variant with four blades in total. Dang! It consisted of a double bladed lightsaber with power vents forming smaller blades on its side. So it's Darth Maul's, and then I think it's like a cross. Oh, yeah. I have no idea how that would That's work. That's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Then there blades. were others. There was one guy who had like almost like a crucifix. Okay. Like a big cross staff lightsaber. That's hectic. This massive staff. So the so the handle was a massive staff. Yeah. Either side blades came out, and then near the top there was like a cross. Cross. Yeah. Either side it came out, and he would wield it like this massive staff thing. It, it looked. It was really cool in um, in in, in some stuff. But yeah. So that is <laughs> in some stuff. In the I'm, thing I'm wrapping up in. as quickly as possible because right, gotcha. I'm, I'm wary that I've gone on for quite a while. <laughs> um. So there. Yeah, that's cross go lightsabers. Bit of a basic one, but I thought we'd get us started with. And I did go on. A lot of tangents. Yeah, we got a lot of info. From a lot of info right. from that. <laughs> we got a knowledgeable boy here. There's going to be a quiz at the end of the episode about uh, what I talked about, mm, and Jesus. I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> Riley, hello, hello. I'm Riley. I'm going to shut up for a while. My voice hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to talk about um, a little sect of people called the Grey Paladins. Um, yes. From okay. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. Sorry, I'm unsurprisingly, back. Curtis knows about this. <laughs> Who are the Grey Paladins? So the Grey Paladins are a sect of force sensitive. Um, Folk. Force users, um, sure. Yeah, yeah force, force users um, stemming from the Tipo Paladins. Now, Tipo mm-hmm. was a guy, um, he was a, a Jedi Lord um, at some point. I did look at this, but I've forgotten it. Forgive me, internet. Um, so Tipo was, um, he was a Jedi Lord um, on as a member of the Jedi Order, blah, 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 in the new Sith Wars. Okay. Um, and he was Right, tra- so we're going expanded universe. Yeah, yeah. This, this, yep. Is, yep. this is also expanded universe um, or legends as it is now called, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Um, so he was trained in the way of the force, trained as a Jedi. Um, he kind of still followed the way of the Jedi, but branched off and um, did his own thing, which he called the Tipo Paladins, which was mm. very much like completely immerse yourself in the force. Um, still followed all the Jedi yeah. codes and things right. like that, but like very, very immersive um, it's got here. 
uh, like they would often meditate on the force and stuff. It's like stuff that Jedi did, but obviously to a much, much more hectic degree. Sure. Um, they'd wear masks, which apparently would. Um, yeah, they would, it would uh, make them more kind of susceptible and like ground them more. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, like so focus did, them more. They were like, so it would, it's it would cut like off horse senses. blinders. Yeah. Horse blinders. So it would like, it would force them to kind of just be like really focused mm. in, um, yeah. in their mind and in, in like embed themselves in the force. Cool. The biggest differentiation with the Tipo Paladins, um, we'll get back to the to the uh, to the Grey Paladins. The Tipo Paladins, where they differentiated most from the regular Jedi Knights and Jedi Order, they actually use blasters. They use Ooh. other weapons in conjunction with their lightsabers, which I think is pretty damn cool. Yeah, um, are they like imbued with the Force? The the blasters or are the they blaster, just regular blasters? The blasters are not. They're just pretty. I, I imagine they'd be um, dead accurate with them. Yeah, yeah so I didn't. Uh, I didn't go too much into the Tipo Paladins. I just kind of got the big backstory. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we can do a. Um, May the fourth two episode <laughs> next year. Next yeah. year. <laughs> um, if I have my way, yes. <laughs> we'll be doing the Wikipedia podcast. Um, so, so yeah. So the Grey Paladins kind of branched off from uh, t- the Tipo Paladins. However, um, so they still use the blasters. They still use their lightsabers and everything like that. But they don't rely on the Force as much. They mm. like kind of discard the Force a bit. Like it's there, but they don't rely on it too much. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, Great Paladins held to the radical philosophy of minimal dependency on the Force. Um, they were known to be active even after the rise of the, the of the Galactic Empire. Um, uh, Again, in the expanded universe. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, so let me find. Yes, yeah, so that's like. I reckon the idea of I wish we could have seen that in um in some like of a the Jedi films. rogue. Kind of, kind of like yeah, a, like yeah. if Han Solo was a Jedi. Yeah, if right. Han Solo, yeah, pretty much. What I wanted Han Solo's son to be was like, <laughs> and not like a whingy f- Darth Vader. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. I, love, him. I think Kylo Ren's a really cool he's good character, and I reckon yeah. Adam Driver does a good. Oh, he's job. an excellent actor. Does a good job of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hey, right. I'm gonna nick this glass he used for water. That's all right. Yep. I can't say no on Ooh, air, can I? Listen to that bubble. I'm going to stop talking. My voice hurts. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I know I you can are. Tell. Um, yeah, so they, um, so the Great Paladins acknowledged that the Force was kind of like imbued everything and um, give life to all things and all that. Binds um, us, penetrates us. Yeah, Obi Wan. When yeah. did Obi Wan come? Am <laughs> I right? Wow, his holograms just over there yeah. in the other chair. Uh, so it acknowledged that like a sentient uh, could be no more independent of the Force than of food or of sure. air or of sleep right, like yeah. it's it's one of the things that you know you need to keep functioning yeah um but yeah um they were not they so they weren't against the force mm. um they simply i guess it was kind of a pride thing they were like mm, we don't need the force like we're pretty badass right. as it yeah. is we can we can sort this out as is um so they tended to develop skills and techniques that didn't directly tap into the force but like allowed it to augment their stuff. So yeah, as you were saying, um, they'll probably be pretty damn accurate with their blasters. Yeah. Um I'm just I'm just seeing all this cool shit happening in my mind. Yeah, like yeah. Blaster lightsaber combination stuff. If you're listening, whoever's directing uh Star Wars Nine. I think it's um JJ, he's JJ back Abrams, oh, yeah, he's coming yeah. back. Oh goody. So my Colin got booted. Wasn't it Ryan? No, Ryan, no, Ryan Johnson. Eight. Ryan Johnson d- directed episode eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but they've also given him a new trilogy. That's right. Got yeah. nothing to do with the saga. Mm. He's just making a trilogy of Star Wars films. In the God canon. damn it, Disney. He'll yeah. do it about Grey Paladins. 
He better. You, you'll, you'll we'll we'll contact Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to tag Ryan Johnson in this podcast live on air. <laughs> at <laughs> Ryan Johnson, get at us. Yep, there we, there we go. A, yeah, it's on the done. Twitter, we're going to put our tweet. It's done. Tell mm. him to. Um, also, don't badger Ryan Johnson, please. If you're listening, <laughs> don't like, don't eat him up for our sake. Um, we'll, we'll do leave it Leave him alone. The, yeah, man's, leave the man's got alone. a lot of flack over right. the last like he six months. Doesn't need any more badgering from fans. Yeah. Any um, more on Grey Paladins? Yeah, got got a bit more on Grey Paladins. So their powers and abilities, they're generally um, like the the force has been like a secondary aspect of their life, not a, of their life, not a primary. And as a result of this, they would um, typically um, not use it mm. in any physical manis- manifestation. Mm. Um, so they would rely on p- like purely their military skill, like their prowess with their lightsaber, with their blaster, stuff like that. They're like they're. Um, uh, I can't think of the word. They're, they're like, oh, I'm really struggling. I can tell. They're like tighten it, um, like like an actual unit in an army would, like yeah, an actual right. like, oh, like group yeah. of commandos. They would yeah. rely on their training and their instinct and camaraderie, their like, yeah, that that kind of stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, less less like brotherhood and more just like their tactics and like their group um, mm. techniques and things yeah, like yeah. that. Right, yeah. right, oh, yeah. no. I can't. That's good. No, I think we, yeah, I yeah. Get it. Teamwork. Teamwork. Go, go team. Yeah. yeah. So you said um, that this all happened after the new Sith Wars. Yes. This so was, so, this, so this, was, the creation of the Great Paladins was a, was a result of the new Sith Wars. Um, let me double check that. Um, they were active even after the rise of the Galactic Empire. Um, so they were targeted um, with Jedi uh, in the Order 66 debacle. Um, oh, right, right, right. So they were around in the time. They were around in the time of Vader. Yeah, yeah the so Tepo Paladins were created after the New Sith Wars, and then the Grey Paladins, Paladins are like a continuation of that. Yeah, philosophy. pretty much. Yeah. Right. Um, I'll just say yeah. really quickly. Go. Yo, the New Sith Wars. Um, in Episode One, where they're talking like, "How? What do you mean?" Like, and Qui Gon's like, "I think I just fought a Sith Lord," and they're all like, "No, nah, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. The Sith have been, this Sith been gone for." Over a thousand years. Yeah. What they're talking about in that instance is the New Sith Wars. Mm. So the New Sith Wars was like a massive thing where it was like, um, not like, because the Clone Wars was very much the Jedi fighting an unseen evil. They knew the Sith like were out there, mm. but there was only there was only two of them, and they knew they were mini playing from the shadows. The New Sith Wars was like an army of the Jedi, an army of the Sith. And they just fought. And the Dang. Sith were pretty much extinct after that. As a result of the new Sith Wars, I believe Darth Bane created the rule of two. Because like and he ah. was like, We're gonna be we're gonna manipulate from the shadows, there will only ever be two Sith. Because yeah. before that, there was just there the was, Sith were like was, the Jedi. Yeah, yeah there was everywhere. like a, yeah. a whole order of them, wasn't yeah. there? there was, yeah. Yeah. And so after that they were like, We have fallen because of our own hubris. I'm gonna create the rule of two. There will only ever be a master and an apprentice. There cannot be no more. No more, no less. Sweet. So yeah, that, and that's what that's why they're at the beginning of Phantom Menace, they're like, "There's no way that the Sith are back." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot that that was a whole big thing. I haven't seen Phantom Menace for ages. Yeah, you don't generally watch the prequels anymore, do right. you? Know? Yeah, not just as there's a so many good activity. Star Wars films out there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um. So like, all right. So one of the one of the really cool things that I'll get to before um, we kick this over to James. Mm. Um. So yeah. Um. So they didn't use Grey Paladins. I've. Can't even count the times I've said this. They didn't use the force like as a primary thing. Yeah. They used it mm. to guide their actions in combat. Um, yeah, so it just, made, it just made them more efficient at, yeah. at martial combat. Um, so one of the one of the great paladins, Larenth Tarek, 
um, exemplified this ability, having such accuracy and, quick- and quickness with her twin blasters that she could intercept blaster bolts, slugs, and even shrapnel oh. from an explosion yeah. with her own blaster Ooh, bolts. So, like, that's yeah. cool. you know, there's a, there's also, a, like, a grenade there's a, explodes and she just... Bra, 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 yeah, the shrapnel like, away. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. So, like, that's I love very, very cool. Battle droid, like, you know how a normal Jedi would, like, deflect it with the lightsaber. The lightsaber, yeah. A battle droid Didn't shoots it. it. Battle droids shoot her. She's like, nah, I'll shoot the bolt. And then Jesus. shoots the bolt. And she's got and two, right? She's dual wielding. She's got two. She's dual wielding. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. so not only does she, like, shoot the blaster bolts out of the sky, so great was her ac- direct quote. So great was her accuracy that she was even able to send her own blaster bolts straight up an enemy's barrel. Like that's awesome. That's so cool. From I love Star Wars things like this. <laughs> I love Star Wars because of um, things like this. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah. So during unarmed combat, she was like way more powerful and precise yeah, with yeah, an unarmed yeah. attack. Like she just knew exactly where to hit and where. Like you know the, the all the all the regular kind of Jedi stuff of you know being a little bit almost anticipating and preempting mm. the strikes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but the Grey Palace didn't use any of the flashier stuff. So, you know, there'll be no big, like, force jumps and backflips and yeah, yeah, none, yeah. Of the, none of the Yoda stuff from uh, yeah. Attack of the Clones. Right. Good. <laughs> none of that. None of that. Um, yeah, and, like, they were a lot more militant than, than the Jedis. It wasn't just, like, a peacekeeping order. They were, yeah. like, full-on military operation so yeah. they you know engaging things like guerrilla warfare espionage infiltration God. um yeah. yeah and like yeah so pretty much just imagine like seal team six but with lightsabers yeah. and a bit of the force yeah. in and the eu in the eu there were a lot of examples of things like this mm. where like you had the jedi you had the sith and then there were a lot of like offshoots where like they would mm. try and find and they would often be called like gray something um, yeah, the Grey Jedi. The, the Grey Jedi. Jedi. Um, yeah. Dark Jedi tended to be like fallen Jedi who were, they like, they'd given into the dark side, yeah. but they weren't Sith. Yeah. Mm. They're um, like chaotic, chaotic neutral, to yeah. put it in uh, D&D terms. They, they, they're like, like, yeah, dark side's yeah. cooler, but not yeah. about taking over the yeah. galaxy. I just want to, you know, be a bit rich. Yeah. So this idea of like, that we kind of saw in The Last Jedi, where it was like Luke going like, no, 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 no. The Jedi need to end, the Sith need to end, and we need the Force needs to be in balance. Yeah. Um, that's kind of been present in the EU for a very long time where they were like a lot of these grey Jedi groups mm. who would like use dark and light side parts of the Force. Yeah. And like because they believed in the natural balance because the Jedi are always going on about bringing balance to the Force. But right. the Force, but the Jedi's version of bringing balance to the Force is, is that the just light side, Jedi. white side, the dark yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a lot of people were like, no, there actually needs to be harmony. Exactly. So, yeah, really interesting. Very much so. Yeah. James, take it away. All right. So, um, I'm, you know, a pretty vanilla Star Wars fan. I've yes. watched the films. I don't didn't really get into the, any of the novels or anything like that. We could put, if, if, you, if you want a scale of Star Wars fans, mm. you could do James Keogh to Curtis Lang. Yes. And quite safely fit many people in between. Certainly. Um, M- most people, However, I think I've found something you might not know about Curtis. Go on. Oh, no. Trust me. So... Uh, if he knows about it, we will not talk about it on the podcast. We'll finish the episode here. <laughs> so, bold. Uh, Tatooine. Yeah. It's 32 BBY. And oh, that's before the Battle of Yavin, by the way. Correct. So the Battle of Yavin is 
the battle at the end of A New Hope where mm-hmm. the first Death Star gets destroyed. <laughs> yep. That is how they measure time. It's like BC or, is, yeah. C- or CE. Yeah, right. BCE, I was, CE. So I, was, I saw a lot of that and I was wondering like, what the hell yeah. is this BBY stuff? What's, so, the, what's the other one? It's ADY or something? After the Battle of Yavin. Oh, oh ABY. So ABY, right. BBY, BBY, ABY. That's how yep. they measure time in the BB. Star Wars universe. Yes, yes, yes. So it's 32, BBY. Yeah. And there's a pod race going on. Oh. It's the biggest pod race in the galaxy. You know it. Are you making a joke about oh, no, 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 actually, you know I think it. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Go on. Um, do you know? And it's, of course, the, the legendary one that Anakin uh, yeah. was in. And, and Sababa. Yeah. What was it called? Bunta Eve. Correct. Yes. Why was it called Bunta Eve? It's on the Eve of Bunta. Oh. Okay. Oh, no. I think mm-hmm. Bunta was like a hero in Tatooine lore. And... They celebrated his birthday, maybe? Not quite. Not quite? All right. For the answer to this, we need to talk about the Zim Wars. Sure. Let's Please. do it. So, and in fact, uh, <laughs> no. Sure. Okay. Um, What's uh, the article? Okay. All right. We'll it. it spans no, we'll over a few there. articles. We'll it's a lot there. of history. Oh, jeez. Um, but indeed. <laughs> Our producer is crying gently in the background. <laughs> he can't follow. Uh, which is, of course, intrinsically linked to the origin of the huts. Yep. So, the Zim Wars. Now Hutter is their home world. Keep going. Yes. Um, okay, so the Zim Wars. Let's, yeah, the article is the Zim Wars, right? Okay. Because it's the wars fought between the Hut Empire, led by Kozak the Hut, and the yeah. warlord Zim, the Despot's Empire. Yeah. A Hut victory at the Third Battle of Yontor in 2500 BBY through the use of uh, Clan Tuinian, Vodran, and Nikto conscripts paved the way for Hut Dominion in the Outer Rim and the extended and extended the reign of Zim. So essentially, the Huts uh, were this race uh, that essentially colonized a lot of uh, Outer Rim planets. Yeah, and um, mm. you know, you know, Job of the Hut. Everyone knows how Job of the Hut. Yeah, Job um, of the Hut. Sorry, that's. Something from the first, from episode one. They're like, br- br- like it's a like two-headed alien, and they're like, go, everybody please welcome, Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> it's so weird. The first film, the episode one is so weird. Sorry, keep going. They had this empire, and the empire was challenged by the human Taiyanese warlord, warlord known as Zim the Despot, who had formed a powerful interstellar empire of his own within the Tyon cluster. Initial conflict led to the negotiations between Zim's courtiers and Hutt's vassals, the culminated in an embassy being placed on Kovari, where two dozen hot nobles attended. Yeah. Um, so they have this embassy on Kovari. And then with this embassy, Zim launches this attack on the huts, and the huts are like, no way, Jose. And essentially it embarks on this massive war called the Zim Wars. Uh, it's a very complex war with a lot of, like at least three ma- major battles. Yeah. Uh, ma- the battles on Vontor. Uh, essentially concluded um, with Zim's high command beginning to turn against the war, warning yeah. of the hut pirates loose in the Kyrium reaches and suggesting that the despot suspend the campaign and fortify his empire. Zim regarded this as treason and sent many officers to their execution at the forbidden gardens of Nuswata, of course. Um, of course. He bought time by conceding the Muralan systems to the huts. Bunta the Hutt's forces promptly sterilized the planet as an object lesson to the Hutt's slave species. Bunta the Hutt. He was yeah. one of the generals there. Um, and so in appreciation of Bunta's victory, um, Bunta was given this holiday of this massive 
uh, speech, the anniversary of the night before the Third Battle of Vondor, mm. when Brunta addressed his kin, retainers, and slaves. On Brunta's eve, hut slaves would renew their vows of obeisance, of just slavery. Obeisance, that's the one. And were rewarded with a feast of gifts from their masters. <laughs> so essentially, the one pod race from that one scene hey, celebrated slavery Wars is yeah so the, in celebration of of slavery yeah. from 25,000 years prior it Ooh. is dude you don't need to tell me that Tatooine's a fucked place cuz i mean Tatooine was one of the yeah obviously there's a lot of hut influence there on Tatooine yeah. and yeah. a lot of different planets uh celebrate celebrate Bruntar Eve uh and Tatooine do it the most with this massive pod yeah. race the biggest pod race uh in the universe i'm pretty sure Galaxy in the galaxy, I'm pretty sure, and um, that's this massive amount of explanation for the name of the pod race in episode one. Yeah, and it's like, why does any of that exist? None of that's <laughs> real. Well, it's explored in. People. I can tell you what it's explored in. Uh, they mention it in Nazi Old Republic. Uh, Hans Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. Yes. So they talk about that because they talk about in Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. Uh, he's off to find Zim's treasure. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, when? Yeah. So that came out in 1980. So that was actually before Return of the Jedi. Um, just after Empire Strikes Back was released. Hmm. Um, also Jabba the Hutt has a son. What's uh, yeah, dude. The original Clone Wars film. Yeah. Bad film. I was not. That's why like, I, I just, just didn't watch the Clone Wars for a while. And then I was like, all right, it's Star Wars. I've got to watch it. Because I went and saw the, the okay, the Clone Wars yeah. was the first Star Wars film that I saw in theaters. Oh, my poor child! Because I wasn't old enough to yeah. watch um, Revenge of the Sith when it came out. I believe yeah. I was eleven when Revenge of the Sith. No, it's yeah, I was eleven. It was two thousand five. I was eleven when it came out. Mm. Um, actually, probably ten and just about to turn eleven. Um, so yeah, I wasn't old enough to go. And my mom was like, you're not going. I know it's Star Wars, but you're not going to watch an M film at the cinema. I'm sorry, right. Kirst. And I was like, that's fine. I'll just read the graphic novel, mom. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> um, and then I didn't get to watch Revenge of the Sith until I was like 12, I think. Mm. So then, and that was the last one to come out for so long. Yeah. And then when they announced that a new animated Star Wars film was coming out, I was like, this is going to be the last Star Wars film forever. Sure. Um, and I, just, I went and watched it and I was like, that was trash house. <laughs> Even at like, what else? I think I was like, I would have been 14 then. Yeah, I was, I was like, that was just terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, um, but the, but the, the TV series got a lot better and kind of yeah. found its groove. Uh, honorable mentions, because when I was looking through and mm. finding my article, um, there is an article on reproduction uh, and it goes into so, great yeah. detail about how yeah. different species uh, reproduce. There's through. so many articles. It's like Wikipedia because there's articles on music in the Star Wars year. There's a band that I found called the... Um, uh, oh, I, I can't remember the name. It's something ridiculous like um, Praise Be to the Emperor or something. It's a pro-Empire rock funny. alternate rock band in the <laughs> Star Wars universe. I hate the internet yeah. so much. <laughs> it's ridiculous, yeah. Um, there's, this, an, yeah. Sorry. there's an article about the phrase, I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. And all of the times it's... Has appeared uh, in every single Star Wars film and yeah. most of the Star Wars media. Now, here's what's interesting is in The Last Jedi, yeah. uh, apparently doesn't feature, I have a bad feeling about this. No. However, Ryan Johnson says, actually it is, BB-8 says it in the <laughs> opening battle sequence. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. I really liked The Last Jedi. 
I really like The Last Jedi. Zane's given us the wrap-up thing. We've been going on for ages. Talking about but, Star Wars. Talking about Star Wars. And All right, boys. My, this has literally been my favourite episode. <laughs> that we've done. Like, about, you say that about every episode. No, I don't. <laughs> no. Well, what did we have? We had Sam Webb last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. I think so. Well, he was a fun boy. He was okay. He? Let's decide what the best one was. Yeah, which one was a uh, Oh, yeah, we got to do that, don't we? So, Cross Guard yeah. Lightsabers, Grey... Crossguard lightsabers and every other article on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Grey paladins. paladins. I didn't even look at any articles, though. It was just backstory that I knew yeah. in my brain. And the Zim Wars. Um, yeah. I, what I think I like about the Zim Wars, uh, sorry, just to keep going with yeah. my bit, is that like... <laughs> sorry, I didn't, get, didn't realize we get a chance to defend our articles before <laughs> the jury. But like, because like half of the whole war is all huts. So they're all just big worm people. Yeah. Fighting this war. There was a hut Jedi that fell to the dark side that princess... Okay, so in <laughs> in the EU again, yeah. after Return of the Jedi, Leia Organa becomes a Jedi. In the canon, that didn't happen. No. Yeah. But in the EU, she became a Jedi. And, and like her last trial before she became like a full Jedi Knight was she went to fight this dark side Jedi who like had been... A, that was a hut and had been alive since the Clone Wars. Cool. Um, and she fought this massive, big, muscly hut. There's a picture of him on Wikipedia. It's Yikes. ridiculous to oh, look show at. Notes. Show notes. Show notes. Show notes. All right. Uh, All right. Zane's All right. got so many articles to put in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> like literally 17. Anyway, but decide our winner. James, what do you think? What, what was the best one? Um, I will remember, remind you, it needs to be me. <laughs> yes. Uh, forgot, forgot about that clause. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, like I do like, I like the cross guards. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I feel like I've bullied you <laughs> into doing that now. No, I like, um, yeah, cross guards. Cool. Right? I love, I, I do enjoy me some cross guard lightsabers, but this, the fact that the Zim War is just like. This massive backstory the, the, for this yeah, one the, line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I go with James. Cool. Right, well, I'm going with Raleigh. I go with Riley. <laughs> God. You know, this is what we thought about when we said we can't vote for each other anymore. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more of this happening. Looks like we're going to pass it to Zane, our tiebreaker man. I'll pass you the microphone. Oh, boy. It's the Zim Wars. Yeah! yeah. I beat you at your own thing. I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but mine, mine is the victory of intelligence sure. and knowledge. <laughs> All right, now for the quiz. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, How look at that, we're right out of time. Oh, just How one more time. Oh, okay, no. I'll, I'll just give you one question. Uh. How are red lightsaber crystals created? Oh, because they the Jedi, uh, the Sith because feed we their energy f- into the... Because the red red crystals don't exist normally, yep. so they feed their dark, their hate into this crystal and other nerd shit, I guess. Right. Fair Beca- enough, James because listening, he deserves to win. It wasn't easy enough to distinguish Darth Vader from the good guys, so they made a red lightsaber. All right, yeah. Riley, your sass will not be tolerated. You're off the podcast. That's all well, I'm good <laughs> for. Fuck you. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this very special episode. Mm. Um, I hope you had a marvellous International Australia Day. And if you like our... So, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> What just happened in my head? You just said we should reply. We should put Australia Day on May fourth and just celebrate Star Wars. International Australia Day, Australia Day is what you said, and I have no idea why. <laughs> Got some concerns. May eighth, um, May eighth, mate. Oh, that's Happy right. Um, oh, I hate you. International Star Wars Day. I hope you had a really good time. Um, if you enjoy our antics, um, we will put the uh, another thing in the show notes. We will put 
the link and ticket event for our show uh, for our good time boys of star wars story yeah um it's gonna be a lot of fun guys um we're we're very proud of the show yeah i know that we've we've got some of our best stuff our best videos our best sketches there may or best... may not be star wars though there may or may not i hear mr disney man is coming Ooh. i hear mr disney man himself is gonna be there Putting the thumb screws into us. Putting thumb screws into us. But no, yeah, the uh, links are in there. Come along to the Daily Planet on the 10th, 11th, and 14th to see us do some well, sketch comedy and just be silly and do what we love. Yes. Um, but yeah, our social media, mm. uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our Facebook link is um, facebook.com forward slash unfeatured articles. Yep. Uh, our Twitter is Jan. Unfeatured Pod. And our Instagram. Oh, sorry. And our Instagram, yeah. Riley. Uh, it's just Unfeatured Articles. Lovely. Unfeatured Articles. Well, yeah, follow us on that. We always um, uh, keep up to date with when new episodes are on, or we try to, at yeah. least. Um, some silly pictures. Silly pictures up of yeah. um, what we're doing and us recording and our guests and that kind of thing. Yes. Um, Speaking of the episodes, you can find them on, uh, on iTunes. You can find them on Stitcher and uh, any other Google podcatcher. Play. Google Play as well. We're yep. a good podcast uh, assault. Yep. Yeah, you're, yeah, it's old for free you get a for good free. podcast <laughs> for my favorite price. Yeah. yeah, um, cool, and that'll about do it. And Thanks to that's not Canon Productions. Big yes. Ty to big that's not Ty, and um, I'm going to steal this line from Alex Smith, our righteous podcast father, Zane C. Weber. <laughs> Always um, the man himself. Uh, he's a good boy. Um, he's <laughs> he's powered through this episode like a legend. <laughs> I I reckon this one might have gone for two hours. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, that'll about do us. And uh, as always... Can I, say Can I say it? It's my episode. Can I say it? Browse responsibly. Yes! Okay, so you find yourself in a rustic tavern. It's lit by a fire and a half and a grumpy-looking bartender. And uh, I rolled to crime. What? I will to crime. Oh, crime. I'm proficient. I assist. Sweet. I will to crime with advantage. Okay. Oh, all right. What crime exactly are you committing? Uh, to steal the hearts of everyone listening to us right now. No, I take it back. <laughs> Laura Disorder is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast where the worst kind of people team up to rid the world of slightly more worse people. <laughs> it's a whole thing. We're not the worst. Follow us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Find us online at that'snotcanonproductions.com or find Law and Disorder on Facebook and Twitter. And now, on with the game. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.